What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Friday. A bit better on my end, definitely hoping to be 100% by the end of the weekend, but it's a pleasure to be with you once again. And and I'll say this physically, I'm feeling a bit better, but it's, it's, it's a bit rough, a bit of a rough Friday morning, a bit of a hit to the ego yesterday when it came to my NCAA tournament bracket and a couple of pulls I had Arizona going to the finals. I even had Arizona winning the whole tournament, winning March Madness, the NCAA title in one of my brackets. And it just unfortunately is not going to happen. So for many of you, I hope that your brackets are still intact. But the first day of NCAA March Madness did not disappoint. And overall, with March Madness going on, the World Baseball Classic going on, it's going to be quite a fun sports weekend. And for a few reasons, it's going to be fun for Braves fans. We'll discuss that on this edition of the Daily Hammer. You can find the Daily Hammer, Battery Power Podcast, podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN. Free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content from the Battery Power Podcast Network when it's available. Again, my name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And we'll start off with a bit of positive news. Actually, more positive news when it comes to Mike Soroka and Kyle Wright. On Thursday, Brian Snicker seemed to indicate that both Mike Soroka and Kyle Wright are continuing to show encouraging signs and ramping up their activity, whether it be side sessions, bullpens, simulated games. Both pitchers are continuing to show encouraging signs that they are healthy, and so we should, over the uh, perhaps over the weekend, get an idea of when both Mike Soroka and Kyle Wright will make their debuts during the 2023 spring training. And hopefully that will be next week. It may even be at some point this weekend, though I think it'll be next week. So that's certainly encouraging for the Braves. As we you know, were a bit surprised earlier this week when both Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder were optioned to AAA. But in the, in the past few days, we're continuing to see more positive signs for the Braves' starting staff at least. Jared Schuster, Dylan Dodd have been excellent. Spencer Strider looked great earlier this week. Charlie Morton looked good at times in his start yesterday. And now seeing both Kyle Wright and Mike Soroka have some positive news in terms of them being able to be on the mound soon to officially make their spring training debuts. The Braves are hoping that both of those players will be healthy once the start of the regular season comes in a few weeks. So definitely a great sign when it comes to both Michael Soroka and Kyle Wright for the Braves' starting staff. 
But of course, while we'll continue to focus on spring training for most of the Braves, there are a few Braves who will continue to be featured in the marquee matchups that are coming up this weekend in the World Baseball Classic. We are now down to six teams. We started off with 20 teams, five teams in four separate pools, and we already know two teams that are going to go to the semifinals. Cuba will play on Sunday night in the first semifinal game, and Japan will play on Monday night in the second semifinal game. And of course, the WBC finals are on Tuesday. But a bit of a unique setup as on Friday night, it'll be Puerto Rico versus Mexico. Mexico was the winner of their pool, of USA's pool. Mexico was the winner of their pool. Puerto Rico was the runner-up. Of course, you know Puerto Rico defeated and eliminated the Dominican Republic on Wednesday night. So later tonight, we will see Mexico versus Puerto Rico to determine one other semifinalist. And then on Saturday, the matchup that many of us are waiting for, we will see the U.S., who was the runner-up in Pool C, face off against Venezuela, who I believe was the, they were the pool winner, and I believe that it was Pool D. But it will be the U.S. versus Venezuela. And then the winner of the U.S. versus Venezuela on Saturday will face off against Cuba on Sunday. The winner of tonight's matchup between Puerto Rico and Mexico will wind up facing off against Japan on Monday. So certainly a bit of a unique setup in, in the timing of these matchups. But nonetheless, there's going to be a lot of great b- baseball action in the World Baseball Classic. And of course, for Braves fans, we continue to get to see two very, very important names One for Puerto Rico Rico and Eddie Rosario. One for Venezuela against the U.S. on Saturday and Ronald Acuna Jr. Both Braves outfielders will continue to play prominent roles in their team's lineups. We know Eddie Rosario has been swinging a very productive bat during the World Baseball Classic. Ronald Acuna Jr. has been swinging the bat better over his past few games. So both Puerto Rico and Venezuela will be hoping that Rosario and Acuna Jr. can provide good production in their matchups so that both of their teams can advance. But the big thing is, is that we're going to get consecutive nights of the World Baseball Classic until until a winner is determined next Tuesday night in what should be a very fun weekend of baseball. So make sure to tune in, not only for how great the matchups in general will be, but also for Braves fans, seeing a few of our favorites definitely step up to the plate and hopefully deliver for their teams this weekend. But of course, the other major news and then far less, you know, fortunate news, uh, definitely less than ideal, that certainly was making headlines on Thursday, still being discussed today, was from Wednesday night, the unfortunate incident in which Puerto Rico eliminated the Dominican Republic, but Puerto Rico's closer and, and Mets closer, Edwin Diaz, after striking out the side and, you know, in, in the initial celebration for Puerto Rico, he unfortunately suffered a knee injury that right from the start seemed to be serious as he could not walk on the knee after he injured it. Well, that was confirmed on Thursday. It was revealed that Edwin Diaz had suffered a patellar tendon tear um, in his knee. He underwent surgery. He's likely going to miss the season. And without a doubt, it is a huge, huge loss for the Mets and their bullpen. Certainly wish Edwin Diaz nothing but the best, a speedy recovery. Hope he comes back better 
than ever. But this certainly is significant. And, and I'll take a bit of a sidebar here real quick and say, I know that there are some that want to take this injury, and even some have mentioned the injury to Freddie Freeman when he suffered his hamstring. They want to take these injuries and use them as examples of why the World Baseball Classic should not be happening. And, and I feel that that is just a very flawed perspective to have. I, I, I'm right there with many of the players who have time and time again mentioned how special they feel to represent their countries on this setting, playing the game that they love for their home countries. That, in and of itself, is a far more significant positive for the World Baseball Classic, the game of baseball, Major League Baseball, and baseball around the world than anything, any negative narratives that people try to paint from these injuries. The injury to Edwin Diaz was a freak injury that could have happened to anyone in any setting. The World Baseball Classic remains a very positive and great, great event for baseball around the world. And so anybody who's trying to take what happened to Edwin Diaz and make it, you know, make it shine a negative light on the World Best Baseball Classic, I don't think they could be any more wrong. But I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. But regardless of what you may think about the World Baseball Classic, the fact is, is that the Mets have now lost one of their biggest contributors when it comes to their bullpen and their pitching staff. And that certainly is significant, not only for the Mets, but the Braves as well. As now, the Braves have seen one of the best bullpens, one of the best bullpens in terms of their rivals in the National League, lose its most important cog. And that could mean that Atlanta could clearly be the deepest and best bullpen in the National League heading into 2023 and once again could be a big contributing factor to the Braves getting a sixth straight division title. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So when we discuss the loss of Edwin Diaz, it... it, it, it cannot be taken lightly. And I, and I don't think that, you know, you really can stretch the truth of how significant of a loss it is to one of the Braves' main rivals, not only in the NL East, but also for the NL pennant. Edwin Diaz last year, you know, obviously was by far the most famous closer in baseball due to his excellent entrance music that took the baseball world by storm. But one of the reasons why it happened that way is because of how dominant he was for much of the season last year. Again, arguably the best reliever in baseball last year. And because of that, the Mets were right up there with the Dodgers and the Braves as being the NL's best three bullpens. Depending on which metric you look at, it typically was the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Braves in some pecking order, one, two, and three, in terms of the overall productivity of the bullpens. Well, now that the Mets have lost Edwin Diaz for the season, that definitely is a big hit to the Mets' overall pitching staff because we already know 
that they've experienced a huge injury to Jose Quintana, who likely will be out until the All-Star break. And you also know that with Max Scherzer, as well as Justin Verlander, you've got plenty of talent, but you also potentially have some injury risk. So unexpected injuries to Jose Quintana and Edwin Diaz definitely are significant losses for this Mets pitching staff. And this could make it to where the Braves pitching could become even more of a source of an advantage going into 2023. Now, we talked a lot about the starting rotation, but I'm even more so focusing on the Braves' bullpen. Some holdovers certainly from last year. Rysel Iglesias, A.J. Minter, Dylan Lee, as well as Colin McHugh. And then some new names who are into the fold. You've got Joe Jimenez, you've got Lucas Lickey, Nick Anderson is having a good spring training so far. So there are some notable names, ones that have already been here, ones that have been added to the bullpen. But the Braves certainly, when you look at bullpens around baseball, when it comes to depth, when it comes to the ability to offer different looks, and when it comes to overall talent level, it's going to be hard to find many, if any, bullpens in baseball right now that are likely supposed to be as good as the Braves. And projections certainly reflect that as well. Now, when we talk about how the Braves' bullpen can be a really huge advantage, especially against fellow NL East bullpens, it's not necessarily because of the matchups anymore, because you're not getting you know the schedule to where you have far more matchups against your division rivals than you do anybody else. You're going to see schedules this year for all major league teams more spread out to where it's not so division rival heavy. So in terms of the Braves' bullpen, it's not that it's going to be there as much in direct matchups. But the Braves' bullpen being as deep as well as talented as it's projected to be, that could be a huge and needed weapon early in the season for this Braves team for a few reasons. Number one... If you've got pitchers right now who are, you know, working their way through ineffectiveness, like Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder and others, if you've got play, if you've got pitchers who are trying to work their way back from injuries, like a Michael Soroka and a Kyle Wright, the Braves are going to have some question marks going into the start of the season, and they're not going to have many off days. So there's going to likely be a reliance on the Braves' bullpen, which at times could be as deep as eight or nine arms. The depth, the ability to offer different looks, the reliability in terms of productivity for this Braves' bullpen, it likely is going to be heavily relied upon by this Braves' roster and coaching staff until the starting pitching starts to find its groove in terms of health, in terms of routine, and in terms of effectiveness. So for for one reason, the depth, how deep this Braves bullpen is, is certainly going to offer hopefully a big advantage to this team early in the season. But the reason why the productivity of the Braves bullpen going into 2023 and the reason why how deep and talented it is could separate this bullpen from others and really help Atlanta get off to hopefully a good start is because of the fact that you're still, despite the fact that they've been adjusting to an spring training, once the regular season starts, you're going to see starting pitchers across the league still adjusting to the pitch clock. And that may lead to some slower starts than usual from starting staffs that could lead to shorter outings. 
So for that reason, once again, the Braves' depth in their bullpen could really be a huge factor in the success for the Braves to start the season. Now, a bit of a concern so far in spring training. Right now, the Braves' bullpen has the second-worst ERA in the majors in spring training. Take that with a grain of salt. I'm sure that different pitchers have been used at different times for different reasons, working on things that they typically wouldn't work on during the regular season. It's not really that much of a concern. But the thing is, is that you're really hoping the Braves do start to get some good innings from their most important relievers as time goes on because the Braves' bullpen is likely going to be a very, very important critical component to the Braves' success early in the season for multiple reasons as their starting staff works out the kinks to really get in the groove going into May and then into the summer. So you definitely don't want to see anything ever happen like what occurred to Edwin Diaz. It's an unfortunate loss, and again, wish, wish Diaz nothing but a speedy recovery. But it also is relevant because now one of the Braves' biggest rivals in their division and in the National League itself has lost a major contributor, and this could be an opportunity for the Braves' bullpen to really once again show how deep and effective it could be, and that could be a huge, huge advantage for Atlanta, not only early in the regular season, but as the season progresses, but also in the postseason as well. Can't thank you enough for joining us on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Find all the great content from Battery Power, uh, the Battery Power Podcast Network, free on all podcast platforms. Until next time, go Braves. Enjoy the World Baseball Classic. Hope your brackets stay intact as much as possible. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.